Hi, and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blenderman. I'm an ADHD coach, and my passion is finding ways to bring more ADHD friendly things into my life and then sharing them here with you in the hopes that it does the same in yours. Today is going to be a lot of information, a big podcast. Um, it's the 50th podcast, and it's going to be part three of my cruising with ADHD information. So I'm, I'm wrapping up all of the things I learned on my Alaskan cruise. And then it's also because it's a 10th episode, I've decided I've been looking for a way to work information about supporting people to make your personal owner's manual more intentionally into the podcast. So I've decided just to use the structure around every 10th episode, I'm going to focus something on your personal owner's manual. And I'm going to do that with what I learned from my cruise. I'm kind of tying it together that way, just to kick it off this first time um, for this 50th episode. So let's jump in. And I, I am going to be looking down a bit. I've got a bunch of notes. I want to make sure I don't forget anything that I wanted to share. But first, I want to just um, recap that the part one of cruising with ADHD episode is episode 48, where I talked about planning for your vacation, how to make decisions, how to remember what you decided, and um, just the beginning parts of thinking about, you know, what fits in your budget vacation-wise. And then in episode 49, which was part two of Cruising with ADHD, I shared some unexpected wins that were really fun, um, and as well as some things that I found that were really ADHD-friendly on the cruise, and some things that weren't very ADHD friendly on the cruise. And so today I'm wrapping it all up in hopefully a nice bow. Um, and I'm going to share some work-related wins. I'm going to share what I learned and what I want to remember going forward, because I do definitely want to cruise again. So how do I support my future self to remember those things that I really liked and to support the things that I didn't like as much, especially if it's just part of cruising, you know, how to tolerate it with a little bit more ease. And then I'm going to show you how I used all of the things, you know, took everything that I, I learned and I put it in my palm. So I'll do that last. So let's start with work-related wins. So the first thing that I want to celebrate was I decided to set up my auto reply out of office email to begin. I was leaving on a Thursday morning, super early, had a 7 a.m. flight. So, you know, left the house at 5 a.m. So I didn't want any emails coming in while I was packing the night before. So I set it up to start at 12 p.m. the afternoon um, on Wednesday before I left. So that when I left my office that day for lunch, I knew I had seen everything that had come in before then. And that if it came in after that point, people would get the message that I was out of the office and wouldn't be back um, until you know the date that I, I had on there, I'd be returning. So I felt really good about thinking that through and giving myself permission to set it up even a little bit earlier than I was actually leaving just to create a little buffer to make sure I didn't miss anything and that everybody would get that message if they did reach out because I just knew I would get to packing. And, and if somebody reached out and that wasn't set up, I would feel pulled to come back into my office and check email again. So that was a definite win. And the other was that I didn't check email at all during the cruise. I really intentionally... Um, I did not bring my work computer. I did not, I don't have access to email, um, on another device. So I really, um, intentionally did not want to 
feel that pull, that, that distraction to go check email, even if it was once a day, I just didn't want to think about it. I wanted a full and complete break, uh, a real, a real vacation. And I'm really glad I did that because the internet was horrific, um, on the cruise. So it was very spotty. It would have created more stress if I was trying to check it and feeling that there was an expectation that I needed to go in there and look at it and maybe respond to something. I didn't, I had nothing. And I let my assistant know, you know, if anything comes up, how they could reach me, but it was really, um, there's not really, you know, anything that, that needed my attention. I created the environment that allowed me to really let go and have a break. And that was a little uncomfortable for the first, I'd say day and a half. I felt, you know, that pull like, Oh, I can't check. Oh, I hope everything's okay. Oh, but after that, it was really a gift. It was just this, oh, I can't be raised. Oh, I can't check email. It was it was just a lovely break. So that's something I wanted to celebrate and something I definitely want to do again next time because it's really hard. It feels like, you know, the more our devices and the more, you know, access increases, there's this real difficult time to put a boundary around that and separate ourselves from it. So I wanted to celebrate that. And the last was before I left my office that Wednesday afternoon, I made a note to my future self. I do this even like after a holiday weekend. Um, I used to do it every Friday. It was part of my practice. If I don't have anything really pressing for Monday, I, I just don't feel the urgency to do it, but I will do it anytime. I need to remember what I was working on, or I know it's going to be hard to pick up the thread after a break. Um, even I'll do it the night before, if I'm coming in the morning and I have to pick up and I feel like it was, you know, a complicated place I was at and I wanted to remember it. But if I'm going on vacation, I am absolutely writing a note to my future self. And I did that. And I just wanted to show you, it's just a, I'm holding it up. If you're listening to this um, podcast, if you want to see it, you can check out my YouTube channel, ADHD friendly podcast, where I just wrote note to my future self. And I wrote the date I was coming back, which was uh, September 19th. So that when I came to my office, I didn't have to worry about what do I do first? I didn't have to worry about where was I? What do I have to check this week? I already made notes of what was coming up when I returned from vacation. So I had a plan to make sure it didn't fall off my radar and um, get missed. And that really created a lot of calm and confidence when I came back to work. It just helped to smooth that transition and make it easier. So I always want to share, you know, strategies that I use to support my brain and the hopes that they support your brain. And I find notes to my future self to be one of the most um, easy and sparkly ways to do that. And it literally, you know, I don't even think it took me five minutes and the dividends it paid back was so worth taking five minutes just to hit the pause button and go ahead and fill out the couple of things I wanted to remember from when I came back. So note to my future self was definitely a win. So those were my work-related wins. And I just wanted to share those because sometimes when we're going on vacation, there's so many things to think about personally, within your family, those you're traveling with, you know, we had to do, you know, COVID tests be two days before we left, like all of these different check boxes that need to be done and being able to leave work behind and feel good about the way I left it. I knew was essential for me to really enjoy my vacation. So those were the three main things I wanted to highlight that I did to support myself to have a real work free vacation. And then what I learned and I want to remember for my next cruise so that it's even more ADHD friendly than this one was. And the first is I booked through Costco travel.com and I have not traveled um, using Costco travel before. I would say overall, it was a huge win. It 
you know, gave us a discounted price when we booked, but then it had the extra perks. So I mentioned in um, my unexpected wins um, episode for part two, how I got a facial and I was able to check that off. I got a facial because it was included as, you know, one of the perks of booking with Costco travel. And so there, you know, it was included and I didn't, you know, have to pay. It was like $150 and it was free. I just had to do a tip. And that was a, you know, really fun, little unexpected perk. I also got an onboard credit. And then most exciting of all, and I knew this was coming when I booked the cruise, but I forgot about it when we got back exactly a week after we got back from our cruise, I got a Costco shop card in the mail for $165, two of them. I knew I was getting one. I didn't realize I was getting one for each ticket that I booked. So because my husband and I traveled together, we each got one. And that is like almost like my vacation is just continuing. I was just like, woohoo, I got, I got some money. I got more like, you know, it kind of softened the cushion of what I learned budget wise didn't work. It made it a little bit more palatable. So overall, excuse me, overall, I loved the, the ease that Costco's uh, reservation system provided. And then the benefits were really fun. And we also got the, um, a meal at, at one of the specialty restaurants and it was the best meal by far the entire cruise. And so that was, you know, everything was kind of just taken up a tier because we booked through Costco. We got all these other things that I probably, I know I wouldn't have spent money on the, the facial. And I don't think I would have spent money on the specialty restaurant. Um, and so those were two experiences that I was able to take advantage of because it was just included. So I just want to share that as something to consider you when you're booking a vacation, you know, what would make it feel like it's something that you can say, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and say yes to this. And that was definitely something that helped me. So I want to remember to check out Costco and see if they have an offering um, that I can take advantage of because I really did enjoy it. Um, The next thing that I want to remember going forward next time was to ask for a printed itinerary. So I mentioned before, everything had to be done in the app and it was very difficult and taxing on my working memory because I would have to scroll through the little you know, icons in the app. And as soon as it went you know, above what I could see and I'm looking at the next little bit of information, I lost the thread of what was ahead of it. And so it was really hard for me to process and hold on to the information. It was on literally the sixth day of the cruise that I was at trivia with my husband and there was a couple there and the lady had a printed itinerary. Now I've cruised once before. I didn't remember when I saw what this looked like. Literally every single time, every activity in one place where I could look through and highlight it. And it was so sparkly. I, as much as I'm an introvert, I was like, I am so sorry to interrupt you, but I, I had to ask her, where did you get that printed itinerary? And she told me that um, she asked guest services when she first arrived and they really don't want you to, they don't want you to know that it's something that they offer. Now, this is again, Royal Caribbean. I'm not sure how other cruise lines work, Um, but with Royal Caribbean, she said that they, they said, but if you really do need it, you can ask um, the person who uh, is taking care of your cabin. And she said, when she asked that person, they, they said, oh no, everything's in the app. You just need the app. And she, she said, she kind of had to be a little bit more direct and say, no, I actually went to guest services and they told me to ask you. And then it was provided every single day. They got a copy of the itinerary under their door, um, for that day. And I definitely want to remember that because it's what I wanted. I forgot it was something that was even offered. I just didn't even think about it. 
I just was frustrated that I didn't have a way to see the whole schedule for what was available on the ship in one place. So I want to remember that that is something I can request. I almost think of it as an accommodation for my brain that I need a printed copy of the itinerary and I'm going to ask for that. So that's on my list. The other that I found really friendly for my brain was I decided what I said, I decided a theme for my souvenirs. So I know without some structure, I lose track really quickly of, did I buy something already? Did I, if I'm getting something for somebody else, did I find it? How much did I spend on it? Where am I with, you know, how much money I have and how much I plan to spend and what I wanted to buy and all of that. So I decided before going on the cruise, I was going to only buy sock yarn to knit. And I'm just going to have my Alaskan sock souvenirs that I'm going to make, but they're going to be made with sock yarn from Alaska. One of them fell. So I'm going to pick it up. So I'm just going to show this fun, sparkly sock yarn. And, and in a future episode, I'll, I'll show you the socks I make with them. But the first I got from um, Juno, and this was inspired by the Northern Lights. And my, my criteria was when I went to this, the knitting shops was that it had to be Alaskan um, hand-dyed yarn in Alaska. So local yarn um, hand-dyed. So that was my Juno souvenir. This lovely uh, ball of yarn here is from Skagway. And oh my gosh, I just love the fall colors. It's so beautiful. I'm looking forward to knitting that up and turning them into a pair of socks. And then last but not least, our last stop was in Victoria, British Columbia. And I got this yarn. Um, it's just, I just love all the colors. I can't wait to do, um, to get started on them, but it just really helped me to have a theme. It created some nice structure. It was still sparkly. I didn't feel like I was limiting myself, but I also knew I can't get like tons of soccer because I'm not going to have a million you know, hours to, to knit them up. I just want to know every time I wear these socks, where I got it from. And it just felt like it would keep it really simple and easy for my brain to hold on to. And it would like extend the vacation and make it more sparkly. Every time I wear those socks, I'll remember walking around that knit shop and, and picking that color. And, and it's just going to help me connect to the vacation. So I thought that was a really sparkly thing. I would definitely continue in a future um, vacation to have that, that bit of structure around souvenirs. Um, the next that I, I learned, my husband actually did this and he was a little bit more bold about doing this. I was a little bit more um, concerned that, that maybe the, he booked our excursions outside of the cruise um, company. So it wasn't sponsored by Royal Caribbean. They were offered by local companies. But what I learned when I started researching them, when, when he highlighted the ones that he was interested in was they were the same excursions. They just weren't offered directly through Royal Caribbean. So they were, they were less expensive and that ended up being amazing. Like they were the same exact excursion. They were just a little bit, you know, less So we saved some money. The thing that I learned that I put a note in my notes about that I want to remember is, but don't book the first excursion of the day. Um, we had an 8 a.m. Uh, White Pass Mountain Railroad uh, excursion booked. And we were supposed to be able to begin disembarking at 7 a.m. Well, if you don't book your cruise excursion through the cruise line, you aren't a priority for them to get you off the ship. And I didn't know that. So we ended up missing our 8 a.m. But luckily, the uh, excursion company just rebooked us for one a couple of hours later. So um, it worked out. But it it highlighted a need to have a plan B um, if something does go wrong for whatever reason, because excursions can get canceled for weather or, you know, different. Maybe you don't make it into port on time. The ship just doesn't get there on time. 
Um, and then the other thing that I really, I didn't do, but I decided it was a missed opportunity that I would definitely want to capitalize on next time is I want to challenge myself on my next cruise to try one new food a day. I tend to eat the same things and not be very adventurous in, in what I am willing to try. And there were just so many different food choices. And I still tended to gravitate towards what I knew I liked. And it's almost like a, a no risk on a cruise because there's just so much food and it's all included. So I could have tried something else. I just didn't think about it. And so I put a note that next time I really want to challenge myself to try something new every day. And if I don't like it, that's fine. But I'm at least giving myself to, uh, an opportunity to try something that I haven't had before. And that just felt like something I could really do very easily on a cruise ship. Okay. So those are my wins and the things that I want to remember, the things that I wanted to capture. And so now I'm going to shift away from that's kind of the end of cruising part three. And now I'm going to go into, how am I going to remember all these things? How do I capture this? And that takes me to our palm time. So again, this is the 10th um, episode, the 50th episode. And every 10th episode, I'm going to have a, a special segment focused on how to, how to connect with your personal owner's manual, what it looks like, and really share what I do with mine in the hopes that it makes it a little bit less um, kind of like a concept and more of a, a you know, a actual thing that you can take action on and do for yourself. So um, I created a travel section in my palm. So um, here's my personal owner's manual. And again, this is an ARC um, notebook. ARC. It's made by Staples. There are, this is a more um, expensive brand than some of the others. Um, I just liked it because it has that really nice kind of faux leather sturdy cover. Um, but it has different size rings to make it, you know, the size I need it to. And what the way I think of it is it's a blend between a binder and a notebook where I have the convenience of writing in it like a notebook, but I can move things around like I can with a binder. And so I added a section here in I had so many things that I realized I need a travel section of my palm. So I have a new tab called travel, which probably wasn't all that visible when I held that up, but it's just a, I just put a new tab in here and you know, the arc system even has tab dividers. But what I did was I just wrote out my cruising tips that I want to remember. And then I added my cruise packing list, which is, you know, a different packing list than I use when I travel, not on a cruise. So I wanted to remember, cause I didn't wear so much of what I packed and I wanted to remember what did I actually use and what did I actually wish I had more of? And so I just made note of that. So I could tap into that next time. And on this list, yes, is an analog clock. Cause I mentioned there was no clock in my room and I'm so timeblind. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have so many little travel clocks. I could have easily packed one and it just wasn't on my list. So now it is. Um, and then I also have cards because I realized I forgot to pack cards, playing cards, and we play a lot of playing cards and, um, we ended up having to, you know, kind of walk around Seattle before our cruise left looking for a pack of cards. Cause I knew it would just irk me to no end if I had to pay $10 for a pack of playing cards, but that's not on my list. So I don't forget to pack it. And then I have my budget tool and this is just a spreadsheet. And so I'm going to show you, like, I can like take things out of my palm perfectly, you know, some, it's so much easier than a binder even. And then I can just put it right back in because of the way that the pages are cut and all of these tools that I'm adding to my owner's manual, I just wrote or printed on regular um, copy paper. And there's a 
a little paper cutter. I'm going to add this to my ADHD friendly store on my website because um, it just, for me, this is what makes this system make sense because I can turn anything into, I can, you know, cut the pages to make them fit. The only thing I'll tell you is do not, do not, do not, if you do get this cut um, anything plastic, it will get all bound up in the teeth and it won't work. I had to pull it all out with tweezers and just had to realize I just have to buy the page protectors that already have the cuts in it because that was not a corner I could cut. A little pun there. Okay. So I have my um, my budget sheet where I had what I thought the cruise was going to cost all the way down to what it did cost. And I was mm, about $700 um, over budget, but I made little notes that I put in yellow that I'd be able to go back to and remember um, like we moved our luggage ourselves that did save some money. And it really was actually more convenient than waiting for them to bring it up to the room or to have to wait for a number of you called to get off the ship. We were able to get off the ship immediately because we didn't have to wait for them to call our group for when our luggage was brought into the, the, uh, the dock area for you to go claim. I don't tolerate that kind of thing really well. I would much rather push my bag around, but if that's not your deal, you know, thinking about like what, what's worth it. But if, if I can't see it all in one place, I can't plan. And I didn't have this going into the cruise. All I had was the cruise and the excursions. And then I, I realized I needed to um, build in tips and money for souvenirs, but I didn't have like, there's like 10 more categories in here that I didn't have that it would have been it will be help, more helpful next time having this to go back to and remember, oh, that's right. I didn't include Ubers from the airport to the hotel or from the hotel to the cruise ship because we have to get there the day before or the hotel the night before. All of those little extra things. We also had to do a COVID test that cost, um, we had to pay for that. All of that was not included in my budget. So I added all in here. I was like, oh, okay. This was definitely more than I estimated. But again, it will help my future self going forward when I'm planning for my next cruise. I also included my weekly planning sheet and I put a little note on here to remind myself this was so helpful because I was even able to, I even wrote down like the little cruise activities I wanted to do so I could see them. And if I didn't want to carry the paper, I just took a picture and then it was in my phone. Um, I just you know could pull up the picture of it and see what I had written down. So I didn't have to carry it around with me. Um, and then I have a checklist that I left for my kids so that they knew my kids are you know old enough um, to be left alone. My youngest is a senior in high school. And so I just left a note, you know, with with don't forget to you know empty the de dehumidifier, the schedule for the dogs, that kind of thing. Um, just so that I knew they had a step-by-step -step so that they wouldn't lose the thread of have the dogs been fed. I checked, you know, did they check it off that that's been done? And it just let me again, leave with a sense of calm that everything was covered because I captured it. And now I've captured it in my palm, in my new travel section. Um, so exciting when I add a new section, I don't do it very often because I don't want to overwhelm myself with too many sections in my palm, but travel is definitely a section that I want to create because I want to do more of it. It's something that is a passion of mine. And I just haven't been able to do as much as I wanted to because I've been raising my kids and they've really been too young for me to leave. And it, we've never lived near family too hard just to pick up and go. And so I'm adding these two things to my travel section that aren't in there yet. And that's the itinerary and the note to my future self in my sheet protector, just to remind myself that that's something that 
really did help me from last time. So overall, the cruise was a win. I captured in my Specto Patronum journal, which is kind of like a second palm for me. And this is my visual success journal. I have a whole episode on Expecto Paternum journals if you want to check it out. It's a way to capture successes and hold on to them so I can go back and get the energy that it gave me. And so here's my, my cruise pictures where I wrote just a couple of little notes. And my husband here with me on our, this was our 30th anniversary cruise. And I can literally open this. And I just picked four pictures because it's just a little you know spread to connect me with with a picture back to the moment that I felt a real strong, powerful connection when I look at it. So I didn't, I don't put things in here that don't create positive emotion and positive um, feelings. And these do. So just, just looking at them makes me happy and having them in here so that when I look at it's under my goal directed persistence um, section, because I've always wanted to go to Alaska and I finally got there. I've always wanted to do an Alaska cruise and I've done it. And I've, always wanted to be happily married. Um, and I think reaching 30 years definitely shows some goal-directed persistence. That's kind of my evidence that I can stick with, with goals. All right. So to wrap up overall, the cruise was a win. There were definitely things I would do differently next time. And I've captured them in my palm um, so that I can really, you know, use it because my husband and I are just starting to talk about the possibility of maybe taking our four kids on a family cruise in the future and having this information is going to support my ability to make decisions around this in a much more ADHD friendly way. So that's it for this episode of the ADHD friendly podcast. Again, if you don't have a personal owner's manual, if you didn't start one when you were a kid, that was really the best time, but that's okay. Cause the second best time right now. I invite you to check out my, my website, ADHD friendly podcast. Oh, sorry, that's my podcast, ADHDfriendly.com. I have lots of tools and um, information in there. A lot of it's free. You can get a free mini palm um, and there's free tools in there and lots of information as well as some offerings where um, I can support you to make your personal owner's manual, but there's no need to spend any money. You can just go get free information. And again, lots of information in the podcast. So if you haven't checked out the, the personal owner's manual, episode, I invite you to do that too, where I really dive in and show you my palm and how I structure it and how I use it. Um, and if you like this and you haven't subscribed, please, I invite you to subscribe. I'm trying to get to hundred subscribers. If you have, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And please share this with a friend. If you think somebody would benefit from the information shared here until next time, tally ho.